0: Kevin. hey Louie! how are you doing
1: i'm good it's nice and cool and rainy here in the adirondacks
0: uh, oh the, the beautiful adirondacks this oh, time year. they're gorgeous
1: oh absolutely
0: please just... check on my summer vacation home you know i have one in at least 40 of the 50 states
1: just here in the foothills for all you foot fetishists oh my god <laughs> if you guys
0: should we start a patreon what's going on
1: <laughs> yeah exactly uh, Welcome, sign up for everyone. <laughs> sign up for our the mixed reviews only fans. It's mm, uh, just only feet. feet. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, only feet. Uh, oh, should, Maybe we should start out and, like, is there only feet instead of only fans?
1: I think you have a million a dollar idea there, Louis. And. Thank I you can't wait to exploit it and to cut you out of it once once it's very popular hi everyone welcome to the mixed reviews
0: hi everyone we don't talk about feed only we are also a movie podcast
1: absolutely we take a subject such as an actor director or a mini genre and we talk about the entire history of it and then we're like these things are good mm-hmm. and these things are bad and these I are the things' have- like. no
0: know this about us but we have opinions we do we've got something to say <laughs> we're just we like are- annoying gay twitter but in your ears and you don't have to read it
1: absolutely Uh, reading (laughs) essay
0: i don't think so honey
1: (laughs) Um, the only thing that gets read around here is each other
0: yeah but mostly gavin yeah (laughs) starts crying (laughs) (laughs) um gavin should we get some old business out of the way
1: Absolutely. Because we have uh, a good amount of old business. We
0: do. Um, we, last episode, we talked about our good Judy Catherine O'Hara.
1: Oh my goodness. I It was so good and so fun. And like leaving her behind was like. I don't, I was like taking a puppy out of my arms, like no 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 no, just like, bring it back.
0: <laughs> you were like, maybe I should just rewatch All of shit's Creek. I don't know who. <laughs> it's for it's for the podcast. Yeah, I need There's to. Do who this. can stop me? I am mm-hmm. unemployed. <laughs> there
2: you
0: go. <laughs> He's crying again, guys. Ugh. Um, we asked you guys to go online and vote for your favorite Catherine O'Hara movie, um, and here the results. Home Alone came in at eight uh, percent for your consideration, which was my pick. Came in at thirteen percent um best in show which that was your pick right gavin yes came in at 35 percent, and beetlejuice squeaked out the win with 44 percent. that's just a fan fave hun people said that we should have put a mighty wind in the poll
1: yes i i did i did see that and then obviously as i mentioned in the poll we couldn't stop you from voting for schitt's creek and a couple people did they were like schitt's schitt's Creek, creek? <laughs> which not a movie but i understand
2: i understand
0: you know um it's funny we were talking about this how like eventually we will hit everyone who is in beetlejuice we've already hit three of the actors in the episode who
1: knows it it will be back yeah stay tuned for alec baldwin winona rider double feature (laughs) yeah yeah totally
0: um we also have some other old news though we do Some, some so fun so happy um little reviews and honey these are not mixed
1: not at all so uh, as we mentioned at the end of every episode, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, it'd be a great favor to us to go there and leave a five-star rating and a review. And we actually, over the last couple of weeks, have gotten three more reviews. And as Yay. we promise, we're reading them here on the show.
0: So the first one, it says, so fun. Great pot to, to learn the history of our most loved stars, genres, etc. and the easiest way to get movie recommendations. No more endless scrolling on streaming devices. Thank God. That comes from an absolute stranger named Corey. Oh, excellent. I don't know her at all. We no. do not share the same mother. Um, so thanks, Corey, for listening. And thanks for writing. Uh, the next one um, is a treat. What is it like? Gavin and Louie know their film stuff or at least thoroughly research it and present it so entertainingly. Whether or not I am super familiar with the subject, I end up either with new movies to add to my queue or the strong desire to rewatch some favorites. They own 51% of my podcast downloads. Honey, we are the CEOs, we are the VPs, the VIPs, um, and that comes from our our longtime listener Megan. Thank you so much, Megan. We appreciate you, uh, and we love your um, comment.
1: And by the way, uh, Louie and I will be fighting in a fountain over control of this of your yes. downloads uh, yes. at the end of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> our last uh, five star review comes from Lady Brown, nineteen eighty four. It's titled "Love the Angela Bassett Review." <clears throat> Me, 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 me.
0: Mom, mom, uh,
1: I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed the review on Miss Bassett. It's the first of the reviews I've seen for this podcast. You both have me laughing so hard at times. I love Angela Bassett as an actress, and I too am hoping she gets a really amazing dramatic role soon and showcases her talent and leads to her Oscar. She's definitely at her best in dramatic roles. She's nominated again for two Emmys, so hoping she gets at least one. I'm excited about Gunpowder Milkshake bomb review informative enjoyable and well researched it is obvious you both put time and effort into this looking forward to checking out some others thank you so much lady brown i love this comment so much because
0: it truly it's my favorite part about this kind of library that we've amassed um we are in our 70s now um
1: this is our 75th episode
0: yes and um and like i i know that these episodes are long i know that like people uh you know now with the no commuting going on it's hard to like commit to like listening to stuff. But like my favorite thing is that literally you can go through our library and like pick someone and then just like take a couple days to go through someone either you really like or someone maybe you've always wanted to get into. And like this person who loves Angela Bassett, she got through the show, really liked it. And is like, oh, maybe now I'll go and find some other people that I like too. So um, it's it's so rewarding to hear that. So thank you so much for that review. Um, and thanks to everyone else who sent in a review. Absolutely.
1: And as I mentioned before, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star rating and review, and we'll read it on the show because we love you.
0: We love you. Um, But enough old business. I think it's high time we get into our new business. Um, I'm really excited about our topic today. I think our subject is very cool, has a weird career, a lot of fun movies. I think the reviews will be very mixed today. Uh, So Gavin, who are we talking to today? talking ladies, about today sorry not talking to today he's here
1: <laughs> please welcome to the stage uh ladies and gentlemen before i say it i just need to say one thing let's dance it's <laughs> kevin bacon <laughs> oh my god yes um <laughs> did you see the glitter fall down when i did that i know podcasting is a visual medium famously
0: literally me and derek were like do you think they had glitter falling down the entire time or is that like effects?" and <laughs> I, in my head, I just think there is a, a glitter master up top in the rafters just shaking a box full of exactly. glitter for, like, seven hours straight.
1: Seven hour, just like, uh. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. If I
1: see one more cartwheel, uh...
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, so we're talking about Kevin Bacon, and we won't just be talking about Footloose, but Footloose will be talked about. Oh, uh, will be. Oh, oh, she's coming up. Uh, but yeah, we uh, were talking about who we should uh, cover for this episode, and... Again, we've been kind of having some trouble, kind of figuring out where to land. Um, we knew we wanted someone who had like a long uh, career, had an interesting mix of movies. I don't know how to, Kevin Bacon came up. How, Gavin? Do you remember? We
1: were talking about '80s actors specifically. Yes. You know, uh, Val Kilmer. So if yes, Val, Kilmer,
0: in- Val Kilmer was on. It was a close second.
1: Yeah. If if you guys are interested in that, please let us know because we can easily do that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Yeah, and it just felt like you know this is our seventy fifth episode. It felt like doing somebody who is big and connects to people, and obviously Kevin Bacon has, as you mentioned, he's been around the block. He's been around the block several times, mm-hmm. but he Came is out of house. He moved in, started a family. Absolutely, he's in the cul de sac. <laughs> yes, uh, but he has done so much work and such a variety of work, and the whole six degrees of Kevin Bacon is because of that. The which if people don't know, there was this game invented sometime in the 90s because Kevin Bacon was in every movie and or you could connect him to yeah. you know, he's been in films with Meryl Streep and he's you know, it's it's hard to name all of the people he's been I mean, he's in a fucking movie with Reba McIntyre you know, oh, how many movies has Reba McIntyre been in? Yeah, you, you know? can connect
0: him to literally anyone in six degrees or less and it's kind of amazing and um
1: yeah, he's and it just became one of those things too where it's like, well, I kind of do want to know more because the things I know about Kevin Bacon are he works a lot and he's married to Kira Sedgwick for like 30 years. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know what? It would be a good time to to dig in. We got the the moment. Let's do it. Yeah. Let, let's um, dance.
0: What are you, so You'd mentioned that the things that you knew about Kevin Macon. Do you remember like how you found Kevin Macon? Like your first impression of Kevin Macon?
1: I, I do. I genuinely, I have vivid memories. Um, back in the late 80s, uh, my parents who were young, young people at the time um, <laughs> would go, you know, every now and then they had three kids every now and then they wanted to have a date night. So, you know, some Fridays they would go out to dinner and they hired a babysitter. It was this young woman and I cannot remember her name. But uh, after a couple weeks of doing that, me and my sisters got together to complain to my parents. Most likely, just my sisters because I, I don't know how verbal I was at that point. Um, that she was watching Grease every time that she came over to babysit. So my okay, parents, I love
0: her so much. She's my, my friend.
1: Well, <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> <But, laughs> Grease too, maybe, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but my parents mercifully decided to tape over Greece with another film that they thought she might watch less. And that film is Footloose. And let me tell you, she did not watch it less.
0: Why would they think that she would watch Footloose less? That makes no (laughs) fucking sense. They're like, do you want a movie that's even more fun?
1: (laughs) Exactly. What the fuck? And that's what my, you know what? My sister Nicole never complained about Footloose. And I think, you know, that's that's the true testament.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because she wants to get Footloose.
1: She did. (laughs) Um... Do you remember your first impression of Kevin Bacon? I
0: mean, I'm sure I saw him a lot of places, but my the most striking memory I have of him growing up and this is not this is not real because like I know I I surely saw like Tremors and like Animal House before this, but what sticks out to my memory is literally watching Hollow Man over and over and like pausing it cuz you can see his butt and like his like naked Hollow was- Man body.
1: I was going to say, you can see more than his butt. You know, fun fact about Hollow Man, they had to take an entire scan of his body and then they donated that scan to science.
0: Honey, they could have <laughs> donated it to seventh grade me because I was <laughs> like, oh my God. I, and there must have been like, I mean, there's also like the scene where he's like sexually assaulting that woman. And like this scene where like, also this is assault where he's like, you know, grabbing that woman's nipple. And I was just like, Kim this Dickens, movie? I was like, this... Movie is um, bad, but like in the bad in the sense of like naughty, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Hollow Man is the moment I think when I really was like, oh, I'm gonna look for him everywhere. I remember seeing him in Wild Things, and again, his butt's was, in that movie, and uh, I was like,
1: and once again, more than his butt. I mean, I, I Wild Things I think is when I was really exposed to Kevin's bacon, and <laughs> yes, <yeah,
3: So laughs> that <and>, stupid, Kevin,
1: <laughs> and I mean here's the thing. And and we're going to get into the rewind in just a moment, but he is, he is a specimen.
3: Like (laughs) he he really
1: is. And the funny thing is, is that there's a very famous quote, and I I can't remember who to attribute it to, unfortunately about Angelica Houston. And that's Angelica Houston isn't beautiful, but she's sexy. And that's kind of how I feel about Kevin Bacon is I, I watch some of these movies and I'm like, is he handsome? He's striking. Is he handsome? And I was like, "Mm, not always, but you know what? He's always fucking sexy.
0: Yeah, he 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 leads with the hips and the groin. Yes, Um, it's like the combination of like his power rests in his like pelvis, and also it doesn't fucking hurt that he has the most amazing head of hair like this planet has ever seen.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Well, well, why don't we get into our rewind while we both blush?
0: I know we're just like thinking. Okay.
1: (laughs) We're like, so episode
0: over, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs> okay, let's get into
3: rewind.
0: I had the pleasure of uh, doing the, the, the rewind re- research for Mr. Bacon. Um, he was born on July 8th, 1958. He is from Philadelphia, he's the youngest of six kids. Um, Too many. He said about his childhood, you know, that his parents were very hands off because like they just, you know, by the time they get to the sixth kid, they don't give a fuck. They're just like, (laughs) okay, yeah, great. Like, do whatever you want. And he said like he he's never described them being bad parents or whatever. His mom uh, was an elementary school teacher and was an activist. And his dad was an architect who um, worked for the Philadelphia City Planning Commission. He said, you know, uh, what he did not say was that it was a bad childhood. He said that they were very hands-off to a fault. That yeah. they, you know, they could have had more oversight. They could have and he said comparing to his um uh parenthood to his children, he's like, Oh my god, I am me and Kira are way more protective and like kind of helicopter parenting over our kids than like, my parents everywhere. They were like, Bye. Um, he got a scholarship to go to a school for the arts. Um, and after that, he like literally left to go to their college was never an option was never a thing that was going to happen um his dad gave him some money to go to new york and he um started taking classes at circle in the square um yeah, he at said, 17 yeah 17 years old
2: my parents were great and supportive and, and like incredibly supportive of what i did but there was no resistance whatsoever because i didn't even we didn't even talk about going to college that was not even in my That was not any discussion that I had. There was no part of them that said, you know. Plus, they were very, very just Mm hands-off from everything that I did. I mean, to a fault, I think, sometimes. I'm I'm much more, much, much more involved with my children than my parents were with me. So they said, fine. My father uh, gave me a little bit of money. It was something like, ah, somehow $4,000 sounds... uh, like the number. And that's, you know, not, nothing to, you know, sniff out. And that was to pay for the acting school, which I think was 2000 maybe for the first year or something like that, or, or something like that. So, uh, I had that and I had my sister's couch and, um, that, that was the beginning.
0: And he said that, you know, when he was a kid, he always just knew he wanted to be famous. He just wanted to be famous. Yeah. He
1: said that when he was like a baby,
2: He knew he wanted to be famous. Barely being able to walk, I would walk into a room and have this intense desire for people to look at me. (laughs) Some actors will claim that that's not part of their DNA, and it's bull (laughs) (laughs) As you either want to be the center of attention or you just are a liar, because (laughs) that's what we do. I mean, we perform.
0: To have the humility, to say that now and to admit cuz i think most people are like bullshit that now and be like oh my god no i'm just like a small town whatever i like i never dreamed like he's willing to be real enough to be like yeah i always wanted this and you know i'm not going to i've a lot of the interviews i saw with him he's always like when he even when he is complaining about something he's like i mean who cares like
1: whatever like yeah. you
0: know i became a star um and he just has this, like, earnestness about him that I really appreciate. Um, well, that's
1: definitely one of the things I discovered over the, the, the two-week research process as well, is he is incredibly self-introspective, and he's, like, done the work to keep it up. And he's he's said over and over in interviews, like, you know, they're like, oh, now that you're, you know, have you, have you achieved the star status? And he's like, no. Oh, there still isn't like... a moment.
2: Really? No, definitely not. The best gig, the best scene, or the best moment, or... Uh, whatever is around the corner, it's 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 not here yet.
0: What's that story he tells where he's like, one time I was on a plane with like Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Meryl Streep, and me, and he's like, "God, if this plane goes down, I'm not even gonna make the headline." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but all that to say, anyway, he all that to say that he is very like he knows himself, and he has known himself for a long time, um, and and that which led to him going to New York when he was 17 and um, taking classes at circle in the square theater um, and studying the craft of being an actor. Um, he, I believe he was living with his sister, staying on her couch while yes. he was waiting tables and being a bus boy. And he said he sucked at it. He's, he was awful at it, but like, it's just, you know, the, the, the most cliche um, actor thing in New York. Um, and this is like in the seventies and he, wanted to be like the big time he was like wanting he saw all these like old movies and the stars of the day and he was really aching for that um and he his first move so he did a couple things he was modeling a little bit there's a really fun clip of him on rosie o'donnell where he was a um roller skate model in a, in a, in a, uh, pamphlet book thing. Yeah. Where did, did you go to the rinks? Did you do it out in
2: public? I did it
3: in Central Park
2: and, uh, I did it, uh, at, you know, there were a few roller discos here Roseland, I think actually was a, was a roller disco here in New York. And, uh, it was a whole, you know, kind of subculture and, uh, it was, you know, for, the wheels weren't lined up back then. Right. Yeah, you know, we had the wheels in a square. Unlike <laughs> today when they have them lined up, you know, <laughs> But I was into it, dancing, and, you know, it was great.
0: And then he also was uh, on um, some soap operas. Yes. Um, he was on Guiding Light for a year. Mom,
2: look, I'm sorry your name's in the papers. I didn't want you to get involved in this mess. Oh, Tim, that don't worry about that, okay? But I do. But it, it doesn't bother me at all. And nobody's mentioned it at the hospital at all. Yeah, not to your face, maybe. He says he hated it.
0: <laughs>
1: He, he. Uh, I, I listened to him talk a little bit more about it too, and he basically, you know, he he loved the consistency of it. He loved the idea that there was always a paycheck, that there was always going to be work in soaps, but it's just the pace and the speed in which you do it, and you and like they they incentivize you getting stuck uh, in doing that. And he genuinely didn't want to do that. I don't want to blow my wad on the six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing yet, okay. but I do have. Uh, I can connect myself and now you to Kevin Bacon because my friend Nadine from high school, her uncle lived with Kevin Bacon in the seventies as roommates. And on top of that, the reason this is coming up is because you mentioned roller skating. Kevin Bacon taught her uncle how to roller skate backwards.
0: Wow. A C. Yeah. And so that that's what, like some from Kevin to the uncle to Nadine to you and then to, to the you, it's like, is that that's not even seven? That's like, or yeah, yeah. like, oh my god, it works. See, it America, works. It works. <laughs> um, shout out to Nadine, and her thank uncle. you, Nadine, and her <laughs> uncle, <laughs> and roller skating. Um, so he, his first like big gig is in National Lampoon's Animal House. Um, yes, that's where he gets his SAG card. He, um, gets you know
2: the, the he says the audition was very like kooky bookie i didn't have an agent i didn't have any kind of real idea about the business at all and um i went for this first audition there wasn't that much to say i mean i don't have that many lines in the movie so i guess i said what i said john landis was the director and he said so look smarmy like make make me look smarmy and i honestly i, I had no idea what that word meant <laughs> it wasn't in my vocabulary but i figured it was had a little bit of an onomatopoeia kind of thing so i kind of made this you know face that i thought sounded you know smart and he's like
3: ah,
2: ha, ha, "I love smart." so the, nec- the next time i went back he did the same thing just make that face again you know and and uh
0: he tells this great story of how he thought he was gonna be a star he quit his job Uh, from waiting tables
1: his teacher at circle in the square was like they're paying you to act Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's a small role and he literally even had to take like the night off to go see the premiere um and literally the movie didn't do much for his career he says you know that he didn't even have an agent at the time he didn't get an agent after that movie um I don't know if we need to talk about animal house too much. Like he's barely in it. Um, the movie is a classic, uh, you know, it's fun shenanigans that would never ever happen now. Um, but he, so he comes back from, from, uh, animal house. He does the soaps and he just starts doing a lot of theater. He, um, is doing a lot of off-Broadway stuff, a little off of off off-Broadway stuff, stuff that he calls toilet theater. So Animal House was in 78, um in 1980 he has a small role in Friday the 13th, yep. um which Gavin I'll pass along to you. Is there anything we need to say about this? It's a kind of iconic scene.
1: Uh, I mean, I mean not really other than the fact that, you know, he's in it and he he has sex and then dies. He's on a bed and uh and a spear goes through his throat and uh yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. And most, most everybody dies. Uh, but uh, that's one of the few Friday the 13th movies where Jason is not the killer. So um, he uh, fans of Scream know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he does a lot of work and he actually wins an Obie Award, which is the off-Broadway version of the Tonys um, for his role in 40 Deuce. Um, and then he makes his Broadway debut in Slab Boys, where he casually is um, playing against then unknown Sean Penn and Val Kilmer. Um, And he has said, you know, like Sean, what like back then he knew that he was going to be a huge star because he was just so good. And he loved working with him. Um, And I love even like doing uh, this stuff, like 40 deuce and slab boys. He says that, and we've talked about this in other episodes where we talk about people who started in the theater, like um, Kathy Bates, um, a lot of the stuff started actually in Louisville. The Louisville theater scene is such a ripe, um, prestigious breeding ground for um, eventual Broadway stuff. And I just thought that's so fucking cool. And um, I don't think enough people know about Louisville's like <laughs> really um, cool theater scene. And I would love day one to go and check it out.
1: Um, Reach, send it out to the world. Let them know. Uh, Let them the know.
0: Children. I want to manifest <laughs> my next vacation to Louisville. <laughs> um, so his real big break. Um, he, he, actually gets an agent literally doing a workshop for a a Broadway show. Um, And it's not until uh, he is cast in the movie diner, which is also in 1982. So the early eighties were really kind of uh, churning for him um, as an actor doing Broadway. And then finally breaking through in the movies. Um, I unfortunately did not get around to seeing diner. Um, I saw, I saw a lot, but I did not see diner. Um, But Diner is like an ensemble yeah. movie that's starring like so many. I mean, it was like the way he explains it is that there were like everyone was, they were, they were casting for everyone. Everyone was coming out for this movie in LA and New York. And there was tons of guys and there's five main roles. Gavin, uh, did you watch Diner?
1: Uh, I've seen Diner many times actually, but I did actually rewatch it for this. I'm not a huge fan of the movie rewatching it for this though. I gained a new appreciation I think, what's the best way to put it? Both you and I have different perspectives. Everybody has a different perspective. But I also think that there's something about... Um, <laughs> the friendships in that movie are very straight. And I don't know if I've ever had friend- like friendships with men the same way that these guys have friendships with each other. Right, And it's funny because the movie really came about in the time of like Porky's and the studio... Right didn't want it because it wasn't like porky's and then pauline kale wrote a good review and so they decided to put it out kevin bacon's performance though is really amazing he plays a low-key drunk the entire movie he clearly has an alcohol problem he's going to have a terrible life i despise you
3: and yet i'm here get off you know i was a little kid i always wanted a brother i told that to mom once and she said you have a brother i said oh That's who the asshole in the other bed is.
1: What's great about it is Barry Levinson often encouraged everybody to improv and Kevin Bacon found out on the set that he's not good at improv (laughs) at all. And so what really worked in the film is being a low key drunk, he could kind of just sit back and watch everybody and sort of react to the things that were happening. And it really works for the film and it really works for his performance and he's maybe maybe him at his most adorable like he still looks like he still got that like young 20s like early 20s face well i mean like
0: he has the most striking blue eyes like crystal clear darian lake eyes it's just and and he he, had he to this day he still has a boyish face yeah um and all that comes together after diner he gets all these great reviews and just like Bam, 84 footloose. And he, again, like I said, leading with the hips.
1: Footloose wasn't even his role to begin with. Uh, Tom Cruise was attached. Couldn't do it because he was doing all the right moves.
0: He was not the first
1: pick. No, but then uh, the director of Footloose saw Diner and was like, Kevin Bacon. Unfortunately, Kevin Bacon was already signed on to lead the movie, Christine, based off of the Stephen King novel. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear more about Christine, listen to our Stephen King episode. Hey, it's a plug. But, so they, a movie that didn't even have him locked into the lead role, had to convince him to leave a starring role he was already locked into, to just audition. And right. supposedly, even though the head of the studio did not want him, 30 seconds into the audition, they offered him the role.
0: Um, the other person that was up for the role was Rob Lowe.
1: Rob Lowe, that's right. Who could dance, and that was the other big thing because Kevin yeah. Bacon, um, <clears throat> Kevin Bacon required five dance doubles. He for
0: so it's so the reason why Rob Lowe did not get, um, take this part was that he had an injury. Um, yes, but the Kevin has said that like, and I don't know how he, he says like the script didn't really. S- suggest how much dancing that there would be is what he says. <laughs> he was like it says that you dance and he's like I mean I go dancing all the time whatever but then like he showed up on set and all of a sudden there's like fucking I mean the movie the, this kids doing fucking gymnastics it's Bring yeah. It On but like instead of <laughs> joining the cheer squad he wants to I don't know fucking throw a prom. It's and so literally I I mean I rewatched this movie and I was like oh my god the amount of like ring work, pommel horse, <laughs> yeah. you know,
1: like, <laughs> you, I, you were, like, holding up tens during yeah, the film. Yeah, like. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> the, the entire warehouse scene, which is, like, very um I, classic, iconic, yeah. for, like, being so bonkers.
1: I, I say this with a lot of love, because I actually... So I rewatched Footloose, too, and I gotta say, that movie's so much fucking fun. Just mm-hmm. absolutely fun from the beginning to the end. It means well, and I think the thing that people miss is it's a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a parable. Like it, it you know, it's it's trying to teach by lesson and it's it's having fun along the way. Therefore, a lot of the characters are archetypes, they're not really characters. Like I love the like the daughter is like super into her own sexuality, even though for some reason it feels like she's constantly being punished for that. Right. But but like that I thought that was a slightly progressive for the time period. But that scene the warehouse scene is maybe one of the wor- worst things in the world and it's 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 good and it's fun but like it it provides nothing it's it's completely bonkers and i forgot that it begins with like a full 3 minute flashback to everything you've seen before in the movie yeah i think everything I mean, you just sat through
0: i think the that, that movie and I, I even said I was like is there a musical version of this and Dark was like there absolutely there is yeah. um, it's it's theater it's really just the, like Broadway yeah. theater showman because the, there's so much style in that movie there's so much like for no reason like every shot is framed in a way where like there's a shot where like the girl's on the phone and like, there's like feet right next to her and it's like there's no reason why someone is sitting down that way so feet are standing up it's just to have like the aesthetic of like teens being crazy and having fun um but yeah I love that movie and I think he's so good dancing and like just seeing him and uh who's the guy who who learns how to dance
1: Chris Penn and that's the other thing I was just going to say first of all uh Chris Penn was written what the role was written with chris penn in mind which rip chris penn cuz he's no longer yes. with us but uh actually funny enough uh and you're not going to believe this he's the like homophobic cop in two I I knew the I knew that I knew okay that. okay
0: please um, gavin
1: but he yeah he unfortunately has passed away but uh i on the reverse side of the warehouse scene the scene where he learns to dance and i say this With 100% hyperbole, please do not come for me, film Twitter. But honestly, that scene is why the montage was made. Somebody bring Eisenstein back to life and show him that scene. And I'm sure he'd say, duh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because, like, I I was just like, this fucking slaps. That
3: is here (laughs) for the boy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, The music (laughs) slaps. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Live, Laugh, Love.
3: I, I just wanted to say a few words about this motion so that uh, you, you wouldn't think that we were encouraging destruction with this idea. From the oldest of times, people danced for a number of reasons. They danced in prayer or so that their crops would be plentiful or so their hunt would be good and they danced to stay physically fit and show their community spirit and they danced to celebrate and that that is the dancing that we're talking about aren't we told in in Psalm 149 praise ye the Lord Sing unto the Lord a new song. Let them praise his name in the dance.
2: Amen. Amen. Okay, a, a
0: Footloose. It happens, we love it. Yeah. Um, he essentially turns into, like, a pop star, you
1: know, yeah. and he... Um, Tiger Beat magazine and...
0: Very that. And he has said that, like, after, like... There's an interview where it's like, oh, well, so you had the critical acclaim of Diner and like the mega smash box office success of Footloose. Like you could do anything you want. And it's like he often says he's like Footloose was everything after Footloose was like sliding down the mountain and just like crashing and like less and less returns, less and less success. Yeah. Failures at the box office, critical flops. um, it was just not good. And and truly, I think it, he had this like identity crisis of literally Hollywood just kept trying to put him in these main um, leading man roles and it just never worked. You know,
1: right. it's funny because I, I kept thinking about um, while watching this, I kept thinking about uh, Michael Fassbender, mm. which I think to date is still our most controversial episode or the one that we received the most hate about, but whatever. Sorry, not sorry. But the Michael Fassbender is beautiful, but has the heart of a character actor. And I think Mm -hmm. Kevin Bacon really suffered in that, especially in the late 80s. And like some of these movies, you know, I watched Quicksilver, which is really like just a a bonkers film. Um, uh, You know, End of the Line, which is actually secretly a Wilford Brimley movie that just happens to have Kevin Bacon in it.
0: And Um, which is not like I was like, oh, so they made him big on the poster. And that's about it. Yes.
1: Yep, exactly. Um, You know, he does the John Hughes. She's having a baby, which is not great. And he does, Mm -hmm. you know, he does the big picture for Christopher Guest, which we mentioned in the Christopher Guest episode, which is good, but nobody saw it.
0: Right. And And he, you know, I think like the of this era, the thing that people probably remember the most is maybe Tremors. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Tremors now, there's like the expanded Tremors universe. But Tremors didn't. So it bombed at the office, then became a huge hit on VHS. Stupid
3: zombie,
2: Knocked itself cold. Called my
3: ass. He's dead. We killed him. We killed it.
2: Fuck you!
1: <laughs> and he considered it a low point. I've seen interviews with him yeah. where he was on set with Kira Sedgwick. And by the way, we should mention, because uh, we have not mentioned yet. We haven't. So very early in his career, mm-hmm.
2: he meets Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, they meet
0: um, doing uh, Lemon Sky.
2: We actually had uh, Jeff Daniels and Cynthia Nixon to... Th- Thank for the beginning of our relationship because they were doing a play off-Broadway called Lemon Sky, and they came to them and said, we want to do a filmed version of this play, and both of them passed on the job. And I took Jeff's part, and Kira took Cynthia's part. And the rest is history. I was a complete asshole. I mean, just, just really... You know, it shocked me that she hadn't seen all my work, for instance. Yeah, I mean, why would she? Yeah, I mean, I remember saying to her something about Footloose and she had never seen Footloose I was like, you're kidding me. I didn't even think she was telling me the truth I wasn't really interested in hooking up or whatever it is that the kids say these days every night after work He was very, you know friendly and sweet and every night after work He would invite the whole he would say who wants to go out to dinner and the whole cast would say yes, except for me Mm -hmm. and um later on he told me that the only person he wanted to say yes was me and i never said yes and he was always stuck with the check poor guy
1: and so that leads to them getting married in on september 4th 1988 which means they've been together for 30 years now
0: my entire life
1: yes uh i love them i love Love them them so much so much one of the things that i i realized in listening to them talk about each other and he came from a really liberal family, and but I think she really improved him. I think she mm. really, like, expanded his worldview.
0: Gavin, she is famously the closer.
1: <laughs> and she closed lol, that. Lol, um, uh, uh, he's directed many episodes of that, by the way. Um, but I, I think, too, like I said, he's done a lot of the work for himself. Um, and he like mentioned when he did the movie He Said She Said in the 90s, um, where he was playing a complete sexist asshole, uh, he found himself like agreeing with the character a little too much and realizing like he needed to change that. Yeah. And, and so like, I, I don't know. I, I love, basically, what I'm saying is I love the fact that they found a person that they not only, are able to love for a long time, but have improved each other.
0: Yeah. They make themselves, they make each other better. Yeah. Um, so I just want to talk about tremors for a little bit because tremors is, um, I remember watching tremors and tremors Two, or like the little baby tremors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, um, and tremors is a crazy, crazy, crazy movie, um, about sandworms. Um, I don't know what the fuck they're really called. Um, But they're they're they're
1: graboids is what they call them. Yeah, that's the that's what they name them in the in the movie.
0: Um but starring Fred Ward um and Kevin Bacon as Valentine McKee. Um and this movie famously also stars Reba McIntyre. Absolutely. I forgot about that. And (laughs) I forgot like the movie is so fun and it is the perfect like campy like it's not. I mean, it's kind of horror. Is this horror? It's
1: it's ba- it's barely horror, but I mean, it does it does fall into the horror comedy. I think yeah. a lot of people. Put
0: yeah, it it's like horror kind of. Oh, gross. I'm
1: I'm sorry. I forgot. Ryan Murphy invented horror comedies oh, when he yeah. created the TV show Scream Queens. Yes. Or at least that's what he kept saying during the press tour for that. Because fuck him. Anyways, back Gavin, to Kevin
0: Bacon. Gavin, you are popping all the way off right now, Queen.
1: I, I don't know. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, all this to say that Charmers is really fun and you can tell I
2: I would never know that he hated doing this movie or thought it was like a piece of shit script or anything. I was just losing my shit. I mean I'm just going, I can't believe I'm making this movie. It's about underground worms and I I thought I was, you know, I thought I was in a in a different place. And that's a very good example because the movie becomes one of the first kind of VHS hits, you know, cult, like VHS hits, and people love that movie. And I went back, I looked at it, and it's really good. I've been trying to lobby to remake the movie. Because it's the only character that I've done that I really would like to explore 25 years later.
3: <laughs> it's
2: really, really fun.
0: And um, you know what? It still holds up. Tremors is this, like, this tiny little insulated universe. I do not know anything about the expanded Tremors universe. I know that they're is one as recent as 2005 that came out uh Um, there's
1: a 2021 coming out this year well there you go but michael gross has been in all of them i want to say he's played he's reba's husband from the first movie yes
0: i found him kind of strangely attractive i don't know
1: oh i'm i'm with you there
0: um but it it was
1: it's one of those things where you're just like are you really the dad from family ties yeah 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 (laughs)
0: like um Flatliners comes out. It's kind of a big makes um, money. They did a remake of it pretty, I think, last year or two years ago? Yeah,
1: uh, I forgot that that happened. But, yep, they did.
0: <laughs> um, you mentioned He Said, She Said, which I thought I was like, what a strange concept to restart a movie halfway through and, like, make us sit through it again from, like, her perspective, which is not that different and also makes her look very bad.
1: Yeah. Like, was like, he said she said it's not great.
0: No, it's not. It's 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 very like, uh oh, I'm a liberal, uh oh, you're not, and we're gonna date and it's gonna it's bad. Yeah. Uh, uh so in 91, two things happen. One, he makes the movie Pirates with his wife Kira Sedgwick, where yeah. they it's literally about them fucking and starting fires every single yeah. time.
1: They they have pyrokinetic incidents when they uh they, they basically cause spontaneous combustion. When they fit.
0: And I love this movie um,
1: <laughs> But also in uh
0: He has this I, I, I read it in a couple places that He got a new agent but then I heard him also say That he's had he had this agent for a while I don't know but Essentially he has a conversation with his agent Where she says like I think we need to re Kind of calibrate what you're doing What role you're taking and Understand that like the lead Is not always like you know, the most interesting, or the thing that you're gonna be the most successful at. And that has to be okay. It's not about, all about, you know, being top of the bill. It's not all about getting the big paychecks. And I think we can find, you know, the success that you were having when you were, like, in Diner, he was not the lead. He was, like, right. just
2: a piece of this, like, ensemble. As a character actor, and I felt things just change. Like, people started calling, you know? And they were calling about smaller, but better parts.
0: So she was working um, also with uh, Oliver Stone, who made JFK. So that led him to him getting the role in JFK um, of Willie O'Keefe. JFK is, I don't know, the longest movie ever made. Who can ever be sure? (laughs) Um, Did
1: I finish it? No, I didn't. Um, Because... I mean, if you're watching it for Kevin Bacon, you
2: don't have to. (laughs) Right. I,
0: I got to Kevin Bacon. And you know what? The movie was fine. Uh, and then I had to like, I don't know, go do something with my life. And I was just like, the movie a lot is just like, so you want to fucking hear what really happened to JFK? And do you even think this is real? And the coincidence is, it's like very much, Uh, it's always sunny, like trying to connect the dots. And I yeah, could not deal with like white men sitting around being like, it's not real. I was like, okay, I don't, enough. Enough Kevin Costner from New Orleans. I can't do it. <laughs> i just know a lot of straight guys who would think like jfk is the best movie ever because it's telling the truth and you just need to like and, watch it. and i
1: went to college with all of them yeah <laughs> so. yeah yeah and then in
0: 1982 he's in a few good men uh kind of same deal he, this is a big ensemble um cast uh, we've got tom cruise in the lead we've got demi moore jack nicholson uh and kevin bacon is like not even like on the movie poster he's no everyone in that movie is just like chewing the scenery just like doing the most like giving their aaron sorkin best and kevin bacon is like this nice grounding force where he's like everyone fucking relax these are human beings not fucking like i don't know puppets
2: now i want you to acknowledge that the judge advocate has made you aware of the possible consequences involved in accusing a marine officer of a felony without proper evidence i've been so advised you got bullied into that courtroom, Danny. By everyone. By Dawson, by Galloway. Shit, I practically dared you. You got bullied into that courtroom by the memory of a dead lawyer.
0: I did see the Arab there which is I don't know, a Disney Channel movie. Um and, and
1: uh like white savior garbage nonsense. Mm-hmm. And like uh there's a circumcision joke. I just I can't. Mhm.
0: Um, in 1994, he does the River Wild with Meryl Streep. Yep. Um, where again a he... movie
1: where almost everyone died at different points.
0: <laughs> I this movie is beautiful. I, yeah. it's it's uh, National Geographic level like cinematography of these
1: rushing rivers. And it's funny because this is not the first time that Kevin Bacon has played a villainous character, but I love Kevin Bacon in villain mode. It's I've so determined. scary. And I think part of it is, and I do want to say about his acting, I think he's a very good actor actually, and, and I think he's probably not given enough credit because he's done so many roles, and people think of him as Kevin Bacon. Um, I think his main weapon as an actor is his charm. Mm-hmm. And I think he is so fucking charming that charm can be used for good, or it can be used for fucking evil. Don't I know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when he is bad, he is so When he's watching Meryl Streep skinny dip, and you're just like, no, 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 Kevin Bacon, don't do that. But also, keep doing that. And then
0: poor, like, (laughs) Davis Frithairn, who's just like, I'm a dad. What are you doing?
1: (laughs) My other favorite thing, before we get out of it, and we will get out of it, uh, is the kid um, who, my brain... He's the guy from Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Um, Timmy,
0: whatever the fuck his name is.
1: Yeah, my favorite thing about him is, and he's very good, and everybody knows that listens to this podcast knows our opinion on kid actors but uh joseph mazzello is his name uh but hearing some of the dialogue that comes out of his mouth it's like oh yes this is a mid-30s screenwriter
3: so you saw jane's addiction wish i could have seen them before they broke up
1: Uh uh-huh yeah i was like no (laughs) relax child exactly
0: um so we're in this like new phase of his career where he's now playing more character parts you know he plays the bad guy villain in the river wild um he's in murder in the first um right. which i sadly didn't see but like he's talked about how it was a very hard shoot he lost a bunch of weight for it um that's the one where he's on alcatraz right
1: yes um and, um, and christian slater is uh attempting to get him off essentially for free him because he right. spent years in prison um, and he's um handicapped and yeah it's good his performance is very good in it um i've uh he stole five dollars uh from a grocery store um when he was a kid um it becomes a federal offense and basically gets held in prison forever because of it
0: same um (laughs) in the same year he also does apollo 13 he's jack swigert um uh. Again, he's not like the Tom Hanks character. And he's like, you know, he's the guy who swoops in in the end um, to join the mission. Um, Also, I love in 1995, he does the voice of Balto in Balto. Uh, I think his voice is very striking and very unique. He's able to do that like kind of like he has a kind of a high pitched voice, but it's like very, I don't know. It's like high pitched, bro. I don't know. Uh, But I love Balto and I love his voice. (laughs) um he does sleepers he does uh, picture perfect which he also plays a sex maniac also not the the lead not even the romantic lead um just like kind of a bad guy um this is when jennifer aniston was trying to be a movie star lol Um, (laughs) go back to friends where you belong (laughs) please in 97 he has dignity to china where he plays a special needs human being um, on the spectrum, he's like an adult who be- befriends a child. And I got to say, I hate this movie. It's uh, she's she's bad. Uh, well, he's
1: um, I don't know her. So,
0: OK, good. We're, we're going to keep going along. Um, in 1998, he makes Wild Things. Not only does he star in this movie, he executive produces this movie and i had forgotten everything about this movie what it was about all i know all i knew or remembered was that the girls made out in the pool <laughs> um forgot that casually bill murrays in this movie um and i don't know what this movie is going for <laughs> i don't know except for like porn like truly like so- Matt-
1: uh, go on. Uh, I was just going to say, so the movie Wild Things is directed by John McNaughton, who would later go on to direct the my one-star review for Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So just to give you a perspective of how he feels about sex.
0: The best thing about Wild Things is just like the music, I think, because the music is very moody and like kind of fun. Um, but like, I knew that there was, like double crossing and triple crossing, but this movie goes... Above and beyond, you it is a crisscross applesauce nightmare of you know, like all oh, y'all wanted a twist <laughs> times ten thousand. Um, but uh, I don't know if you want to see a f- fucking teen girls exploited. Here is that movie for you. But
1: uh, also, Kevin Bacon's dick. Kevin
0: Bacon's dick. Yes, correct.
2: Three of you going to go down to the Caribbean together, live happily ever after. Because, see, the thing about it is that threesomes rarely work out. You're out of your mind. I mean, it's hard enough for one person to keep a secret, let alone three. Especially when two of them are in love. We get to 2000, it's
0: Hollow Man. Mm. I don't know if we have anything else to say about Hollow Man. All I can say is that he has said it's maybe the hardest role he's ever taken on. Just because physically... He thought in his head that <laughs> this
1: is this is my favorite thing. Please go on. Please tell us what he thought because he, thought he
0: didn't have to be in the movie. That he was just going to dub his voiceover, but <laughs> because he'd be invisible. Um, in fact, he is in the movie the entire time. But not only is he in it, but he was the green screen. So he had to be an entire green outfit, green contacts, right. green over his teeth and lips. Um, he sometimes has just to...
1: green, like they, they had to use multiple colors in this movie because they had many different backgrounds and they needed to find the thing that worked best. So sometimes brown, sometimes black for the pool scene.
0: Mm-hmm. It was just like it, he, there's the okay, also, this movie is um, the invisible man, but like made for the 2000s new metal garbage era. Um, yeah. and he also has to like wear these like masks. And like he could only eat and drink out of a straw. Um, The movie is cuckoo bananas. And like from the jump when they're like casually fucking having apes running around as invisible apes. And um, Josh
1: Brolin looking snackier than ever, though. Um, I do love the fact that Elizabeth Shue was given top billing in that movie. I love Elizabeth Shue.
2: Sebastian, God damn it. you have no idea how much fun this is? should try it i'm sure i'll have my chance hey relax it's my last night so i thought we'd try one more experiment sebastian can you guess what this is what how did it feel a little too familiar
1: Paul Verhoeven, who directed it, has said it's one of his least favorite of his own films. He took the job for money. It was something that he didn't feel um, super proud of. But I will say this, and this is controversial. Uh, I also don't like it. I don't think it's very good. But I think it's better than the last Invisible Ooh. Man movie that just came out. Sorry, Elizabeth Moss. Wow, She was good in it, though. She's good in Invisible Man. It's just a bad movie.
0: I haven't seen it, but
1: that's that's a hot take. Yeah. The take? She's hot. Pi- yeah. Piping, steaming, boiling
0: um in 2003 we get to mystic river which again is an um he works with his past friend sean penn um again not the lead and again also kind of like taking a step back to let these other assholes chew up some scenery um because sean penn is sean penning about um and then (laughs) you also have tim robbins who you know is kind of like between him and sean penn they're like the emotional seesaw of the movie right Um, and Kevin Bacon is just like kind of the cop doing his job and trying to get to the bottom of it I had never seen Mystic River I did not know if it was like a sequel to Mystic Pizza Um,
1: (laughs) it's long it's very long Um, it's
0: long it's um, not the happiest topic Um, and uh, but it's I liked it it was good Um, I think he's he's really
1: it's one of the better Clint Eastwoods
0: Yes, yes, I will say that. When I say Mr. River is is not the most um, digestible of content, um, because in 2004, he's in The Woodsman, which um, talk about, like, hard-to-watch movies. Um, This is, I guess, trigger warning. Um, The Woodsman is about a pedophile, um, and so it's a hard watch. I think it's very fucking
1: good, though. Um, It is very good. I've not seen it since college uh, because I was like, am I prepared to rewatch this? I don't think so. But I do think it's genuinely one of his best performances. I
0: had never seen it. And it's, it's truly like the tiniest of movies. Um, Keira Sedgwick's in it with him. Um, And it was, it was like a first time filmmaker straight out of NYU, Nicole Castle. He's just very, very good in it. I don't, I don't know. uh, Trying to bring humanity to, uh, the worst thing that you know like it's uh yeah it's just like a really tough watch and and he said you know i've had friends who said i just couldn't go in the theater and watch this i couldn't you know and um i think the movie does does a good job to not like absolve him and not kind of like make statements of like either way it's just like this is a guy who's trying to you know move on after he's served his time for these, you know, atrocious acts he did. Um, So
3: yeah, the woodsman. Kids take naps. You ever take a nap, Rosen? I don't want to talk about this.
2: What the hell are you doing back there? Did you and your sister often take naps?
3: I want you back in your chair now.
2: I'm sorry. I don't like nobody behind my back. Walter, what did you do? While taking naps with your sister? Nothing. Did you touch her? Did you take her clothes off? You take your clothes off? This is bullshit. I'm only asking questions.
0: We talked about him in Beauty Shop in our uh, Queen Latif episode. Um, um, Also forgot to mention during this time, he is having an iconic run playing himself on Will and Grace. Oh my God. I think, I mean, maybe that was where, no, because Hollow Man was before that. Um, but yeah, in 2002, he starts, um, I think he has two maybe episodes where he comes out a crazy movie that he is in the air I breathe. 2007 bonker, bonker, bonker movie that I <laughs> pretension, the movie, some might say he's in all these like little bitty things. He's in Frost Nixon. Um, he's in a lot of like smaller things. he, has said during this time he like always was like giving giving the block to any TV. He just wasn't that interested in. Um, he thought like if he was gonna do TV, it was like the end of his career. He was waving the white flag like it's over. Um, he does, however, do a TV movie for HBO in 2009, Taking Chance. That was the last thing I saw today, um, which has a very small cameo by Matthew Morrison as a cowboy, <laughs> and I don't like it. Um, but the movie is very
1: um, the movie moving. is very good. I yeah I saw the movie along uh, maybe like two thousand eight two thousand nine. Um, but yeah, I think he's really good in it too, and it's not an easy subject. And no. I mean, I don't know. It's a very human movie. Yeah. He's a he's uh, a marine who's tasked with bringing a, a dead soldier back to right the family family.
0: yeah all i can think of was like man i fucking hate war war stupid fuck the military but also like and also like there is no there is it's one of the purest forms of like there is no glory (laughs) in this it's just sacrifice right you know like and i i think the idea that somehow sacrifice um is part of glory is so stupid we have like brainwashed ourselves and a generation generations of young people that there is some glory in this and it's just like there, there's no glory in like a 20 year old having to be shipped home and their parents just like grieving their son like it's just sacrifice and uh, the movie is very affecting um, so if you have got HBO
2: check it out so what's your destination sergeant I'm headed to Rochester it's about 90 miles from here My family is meekness there. Are you related to the deceased son? Uh, Yes, sir. He's my brother.
0: He has never been nominated for an Academy Award. Has never won. Like he's not an awards.
1: But you can connect him to some more award winners than less than six steps.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, Also, he 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 did get a um, Golden Globe Award for this movie, though. Yes. this is so yes um moving forward a little bit uh he has his marvel moment he's an x-men first class he plays sebastian shaw i think he's very good in this movie
1: he's very good in it and i i remember seeing that movie in the theater and being like kevin Bacon, whatever Uh and i was like oh no no he's he's great and he is 100 not who i would have cast in that role at all in a million years and i and i think and also, I feel bad because he has to he has to have seeds with January Jones, and so like it's him Nothing. trying to act against a brick wall. And yeah. like he's yeah. he's just pulling it off and being this, his Kevin Bacon self.
0: That movie, I mean, First Class is the parts are better than the whole. I think, as I yeah. would say, um, but like James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, and Kevin Bacon are like just three fun dudes having fun on a very silly movie. I don't want to hurt you, Eric. I never did. I want to
2: help you. This is our time. Our age. We are the future of the human race. You and me, son. This world could be ours. And and now
0: we kind of get to, like, the area of his career, which is like... I don't know. I, I truly don't know. It's like spooky, ooky, thriller... I'm a charming bad guy era. Um, you know, we get cop car. Um, he does. He finally relents and goes into TV and does the following. Um, he says, you know, he, cause he directed a couple episodes of uh, Kira's show, the closer. And he, he finally realized, Oh, there's a lot of good stuff happening on TV, but like in that same vein, the, the he's in the following, he's in black mass, the darkness. Uh, there are all these movies where it's like, what are you doing, Kevin? What's going on?
1: <laughs> I mean, I definitely think part of it is um part of it's the challenge and part of it's that I think he doesn't say no to a lot of things now. Right. Um, um but he... the but like the darkness which is awful, just genuinely awful. But uh like that movie is a, is a super micro budget horror movie and like Paul Riser's in it, so that you have like the diner connection and um there's there's like a bunch of random other people in it that I was just like yeah I could say everybody did that like sh- showed up for like two weeks to shoot this movie and right and got paid and
0: yeah his other big um, TV project that you know was sadly cut short was I Love Dick on Amazon um, he's in a series right now called City on a Hill and he yes. also just had a movie come out you should have left um, came out like a couple of weeks ago with. Um, uh, oh god was amanda uh
1: um, Yes, and it's his big like reteaming with david kep who he did stir of echoes with
3: Mmm, cool
0: um and that kind of gets us up to now like we, we, you know um he's had such a long and varied career between like these thrillers um you know romance like big blockbuster rom-coms you know superhero stuff uh it's it's kind of jarring and a little bit of whiplash you see him everywhere and at so many different like levels like it's hard because sometimes you see him in these like really um oscar Beatty type of things and like yeah. you see him like really serving it and giving it and then other times it's like tremors like what the fuck like you know <laughs> it's and he is able like i he has such a sensitive like dial of how, how he can like calibrate himself to each project it's a little bit you know shocking to see him uh on these all these different like levels and planes um but yeah it's i don't again you don't really think about him when it comes to like um acting you know like capital a acting um (laughs) but it's during this two weeks going through all this i was like oh my god like he has the range you know seeing taking chance and the woodsman it's like oh my god it's so affecting it's so emotional he's giving you and, and he doesn't he doesn't do that scenery chewy thing though it's so introspective and it's very controlled and tight and then on the very opposite end you have things like you know foot loose you have um, he said she said you have all these like kind of more broad things where he's just like being charming and um kind of serving you great hair and like loose hips. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, real quick, uh, you know, he has a bunch of other stuff going on outside of, you know, he is directing, he directed a film in the early two thousands called lover boy that played at Sundance starring his wife. I watched it today. It's, it's better than it deserves to be. It's not, it's definitely a first time filmmaker movie. Like it's got, you know, but like Sandra Bullock's in it and, uh, Marissa Tomei's in it. So it's, it's got a lot of people that are giving it their all and, um, It's interesting to say the least. Uh, He also is in a band with his brother. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. His other big passion is music. Him and his brother are the Bacon brothers. They have six albums together, uh, which is still a lot. His, him and his brother, Michael, um, and they tour. uh, Yeah. So, you know that. And then on top of that, uh, just real quick, um, we mentioned six degrees of Kevin Bacon. The idea behind six degrees of Kevin Bacon is you can get back from any actor to Kevin Bacon within six moves He hated it at first. He thought it was a joke at his expense, but he was able to take it and turn it into something positively. You know, he believes it's like um, that we're all connected. And so he formed a charity called sixdegrees.org.
2: Six Degrees to me, if you really take me out of it, not only is it um, a beautiful notion, it's an important notion. That's what we do. We make connections. Because all of us are just a few degrees away from somebody that really needs our
1: help. Enabling people to become celebrities for their own causes by donating or raising money for any charity in the United States. Um, so it's, it's cool that he was able to take something that he was initially like, not that proud of and make right. it into something like a huge net positive.
0: Right. I think he's kind of was like, why me? Like, you can do this with anyone. And he right. thought it would go away pretty quickly. But, like, I think that's just kind of a um, statement to his varied and long work. You know, like, this this six reasons of Kevin Bacon has been around for a long while. It was, like, college students in Colorado who made it up or whatever. Yeah. And it just, you know... Obviously, the longer he's with us and making work and working with people, like it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And um, yeah, I, he talks really uh, eloquently and well about the whole idea like, Obviously, it's about him, but, like, he's, like, the idea, though, is literally that we are all separated from each other within six degrees, and we all need to help each other out and, like, be part of, like, we're part of this one big community. I think he said, like, we're all flying on the same rock, Um, and so we got to be there for each other, and I think that's really beautiful. I mean, he, it's clearly he's thought a lot about it because it, it really did affect him when he was thinking, like, are they taking the piss out of me? Like, are they, you know, trying to, like, be assholes about... and he said he met them and he said that look at the guys who made it up and that they're really nice and big fans. And he, um, I think he's, he's obviously come to peace with it. I will say, I think he hates talking about it now though. I think he's he's like enough. Who cares? Like, Oh, there's
1: a number of things. My favorite fun fact I learned about him is, um, oftentimes if he's attending a wedding he will tip the dj not to play footloose yes which yeah. is a
0: shame because it's a
1: banger it slaps
0: <laughs> how many, the, the the song footloose plays at least three times in the movies footloose oh, yeah. and i wanted it they, they more. know what they have Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a hit <laughs> okay gavin let's get into our picks let's start with our one star reviews My one-star review, um, I watched this movie yesterday and I, th- I think there was a lot to choose from. There is a lot of kind of clunkery things there going is. on, but my one-star review is "1988, She's Having a Baby, um, by John Hughes. Um, I say this with a little bit of regret in my heart because he has said how much he loves this movie and how much John Hughes loves this movie. And to that, I say, why? Um, <laughs> this movie might as well be called like, uh fragile masculinity the movie uh it's clearly something was going on with John Hughes at this time this movie uh, stars Kevin Macon and Elizabeth McGovern who you might know from Downton Abbey um and literally it's just them freaking out about getting married and then later freaking out about having a kid that's it it's such a plain vanilla you know concept um, and I, I've heard Kevin say, you know, he basically was playing John Hughes. John Hughes was having these same ideas and, and going through these feelings of, you know, um, marriage and, and having kids or whatever. And it, I just hate <laughs> movies where it's like, I guess I gotta get married now and oh no, I'm in this like it's 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 very like straight white people problems. It's like right, right. honey, like it's just not that big of a deal. There are some fun things that John Hughes is trying to do in here. There's like one moment where he goes out on the lawn and see like I think the gag is like him and his wife who he like kind of it does that thing where it's like, No, I love you. I'm not I you know, we're gonna be together forever but then like we cut to him on what the wedding day and he's having like hallucinations of like oh no what am i doing i'm like do you guys like each other or not i can't tell the movie the movie wants us to believe that they like each other but literally every scene is of them fighting and complaining about being together and they're like life that they're like and a lot of it is like oh no they moved out to the suburbs oh no they got a house with like awful neighbors and it's i just can't believe like this idea of like middle class straight white people who are terrified of this life that they're very lucky to have like i don't know i'm like fucking crying your river um there is one scene that's fun where he goes outside and like there's this like kind of dance break musical moment where like everyone's mowing the lawn and the wives are coming out with and so he's like kind of caught in this like nightmare of like suburbia which there is something there but like also i don't know fucking divorce your wife and like do what you want to do bro like i don't know well,
1: and that's one of the that's one of the problems with a movie like this is obviously like you've got to break in order to be relatable to your audience you got to break it down to the things that like advance the story but if the only things that advance your story are constant conflict of the couple then there's nothing for the audience to latch on to to be like these two should stay together. And therefore when they do, it just feels hollow. You're just like, I don't understand why, like what, what am I supposed to get out of this? That all life is misery. And
0: right. Right. And and there's also like the B plot of his best friend played by Alec Baldwin, who's like living the like bachelor life in New York. And, you know, (sighs) how that's so unsatisfactory and you think you want whatever, but like it, this movie literally probably is a good concept for a show. It's not for, like, a movie. It's like, there is no conflict except you're scared about, like, committing to a life of monogamy and, you know, domesticity. Like, wow, groundbreaking. What do you want to talk about?
2: You know. Kids? You want kids? Don't you? It's irreversible. So? I'm not in the mood for irreversible action right now. Let's go to sleep. Having our parents here is <laughs> distorted everything. It's not a good time to talk
0: serious. I also don't think he's that good in it. Like, his charm... I don't know what, like, mode he's playing here. He's caught in between, like, horndog charming and then also kind of like dad role <laughs> I, it's it's bizarre it's unfocused to me i think i think he was kind of like lost into it but like but again when i i've heard him say he's like a, he he loved the movie john hughes loved the movie but this no one showed up it was a big bomb um and honestly i think it he says it's because people thought like john hughes had a too good of a run it was time for him to fail i'm like but it also it might be that the movie is a fucking snooze and no one wants to fucking see it. So, um yeah, my pick is she's having a baby.
1: Okay. Well, I I'm going to move in a completely different direction and I'm going to keep it very short because I don't really feel like there's much to say about this movie. But my one-star review is 2013's RIPD. <gasps>
0: oh my yeah.
1: god. RIPD is a movie uh RIPD is Men in Black. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Men it's, in Black. It's Men in Black, except they're ghosts, and they're hunting down other ghosts. And this movie's big, like instead of aliens, the ghosts are souls that are rotting, so they all look weird and everything. Um, yeah, uh, I mean that's that's it. That's the movie. Sorry, I don't I don't even I don't have to give you any more of the plot. The only thing is the movie begins with Ryan Reynolds and his partner. He's a detective, and his partner Bobby Hayes, played by Kevin Bacon, kills him and so kevin bacon's the villain of the film and you know this from the first 10 minutes um and that's that's it and the my problem with him in the movie is there's nowhere to go they set him up as the villain at the beginning and then they let you forget about him for a for a huge portion of the movie he pops up every now and then and then they get back to him and all the special effects are so so bad and this was a very expensive flop this movie but the everybody looks like a reject from um, from a 90s video game uh, <laughs> in ter- in terms of it so when he like shows himself to be like an evil ghost he's got like a bifurcated head and but it's like super bad cg so it doesn't he no longer looks like kevin bacon playing a role which is annoying because hollow man was 13 years beforehand and hollow man
0: holds up like Uh, yeah the special
1: effects are great in hollow man yeah um that may be the best thing in the movie but (laughs) but it's just frustrating to watch him walk through this role this like because he's not given any arc and i think not that the, there's no way to make this movie good because once again it exists in a world in which we already have Men in Black
3: yes, and so correct. it doesn't
1: like it's it's like Men in Black meets Ghostbusters and that's the pitch and I'm sure that's all it was pitched on I know it's based off a comic book but I'm sure when they even pitched it they were just like Men in Black meets Ghostbusters uh, it's not funny. It's not charming. Ryan Reynolds is extremely obnoxious in it. I just think it's so funny that Ryan Reynolds is popular now because he finally found one obnoxious character that really works. And I say <laughs> that with no hatred to Ryan Reynolds. I actually find him very charming. But like he every movie he's in, it's basically just like one obnoxious character after another. But because Deadpool is inherently obnoxious, people are like, okay, he's a star now. Oh, can't man. wait
0: for our Ryan Reynolds episode so I, <laughs> yes. can talk about, so I can talk about the other role that I think he's very good in it and will be my five-star review, but I won't spill the
1: beans just <laughs> <disc> yet. <laughs> I think I know what it is. Uh, but, um, yeah, and so Kevin Bacon's playing this Boston cop and he can't do the accent, and I think it's really funny that he's now on a TV show playing at a boston fbi agent and i watched in an interview the interviewer was like how do you think your accent is and he's like you know if you're from boston it's the worst thing you've ever heard
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what kevin good good for you kevin
1: (laughs) um but yeah and and so it's just this mustache twirling oh what i was saying so the way to improve this just a tiny bit would be the twist being he's not the real villain (laughs) <laughs> like, that's the one thing you could do to maybe improve this, like, shitstorm of a terrible film. Jeff Bridges is in it, and I don't know what he's doing. Like, he's clearly just cashing checks. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's awful and full of fat jokes. Loves, oh, good. Good. loves to pick on fat people. Yeah. Uh, RIPD 2013. Man, what a year.
0: What a year, what a
3: movie Come on, Nikki. you thought I'd just let you bring me here If I didn't want to be here all along (laughs) Isn't this thing sweet? Freezes you guys up, does nothing to us They got one of these artifacts for
1: everything Was there anything else you saw that you didn't particularly like?
0: I was going to say Digging to China It's it's, I don't know, it's so tricky And I don't think that a lot of movies Would be made now of of like Famous A-listers playing someone Who um, you know, is on the spectrum. Um, he it, it's it's cringy to watch. It's cringy to watch. He plays um, Ricky, who is being sent off essentially for uh, uh, like housing for you know special needs adults, and he like befriends this little girl at a hotel, and it's 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 just cringy seeing him kind of like you know do the tics and be very like the voice the. Yeah. Is, I, I, I don't know it's Ed, the little girl is like precocious so like she becomes friends with him and like only he understands her and vice versa and like and the moms don't understand and this this man is you know is he being sexual to her and like what's, what's going on and it's cringe 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 all the way through and I just think that Kevin Bacon's powers of like being quirky left-of-center characters this is where it really fucking flops like he thought and oh honey he was wrong don't forget to miss me i won't uh
1: uh, get get off the ropes Let, let him go
3: okay
1: okay okay i'm
3: i'm leaving now okay bye bye bye
1: where the truth lies is really bad, which is unfortunate because uh, it's a good cast and Adam Nagyian is normally a good filmmaker, and it just it doesn't it doesn't work at all. Death Sentence from two thousand seven is just a truly awful, awful uh, Death Wish rip off, and uh, yeah, it <laughs> he becomes like a vigilante trying to kill the you know people. That I think killed his child. I saw it once, and I was never going to go back to it. But the <laughs> one I will say, the one that pains me to say is because i think the movie is good and i think he's actually actively bad in it is a 2009 film called my one and only uh, it's a film that's uh based off of uh of all things george hamilton the actor's early life uh, <laughs> he he had this flighty mother who like moved them around the country trying to get remarried uh because kevin bacon was their deadbeat band leader father and Renee Zellweger plays the mother in it. I think she's actually pretty exceptional in the movie. And unfortunately, this movie bombing is what forced her into a six-year hiatus. Um, and yeah, nobody saw this movie, but it's actually very, very entertaining. And I would say that the the scenes with Kevin Bacon drag it down. Because for some reason, he just can't pull off that, like, in this movie specifically, because I've seen him do it better before, that, like, swarthy, deadbeat, like, sort of womanizer. Right. But also, like... I I think that he just doesn't he doesn't have a ton of chemistry with Renee Zellweger and even though she's giving a lot to it it just doesn't it never connects between them and and so I would I would give that movie like that movie's like a solid three stars but he is a one star in it so yeah.
0: Um, I have to also just go back to the air I breathe in t- from two thousand seven. I don't know if, you, if you've seen this movie, but like literally, Kevin Bacon plays the character Love. Sarah Michelle Gellar plays Sorrow. Um, Forest Whitaker plays Happiness, and Brendan Fraser plays Pleasure. Um, <laughs> it is oh,
1: so he's reprising his role from Gods and Monsters.
0: Yeah, um, from Tarzan. Um, no, oh, no, yeah. George of the Jungle. I mean, <laughs> I guess
1: I guess we all have our pleasure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now gavin let's move into our five star reviews so my five star review isn't gonna win any polls i know this uh but it is a film i particularly really like and i re-watched it and i was just like damn i'm right and that's 1999's stir of echoes uh S- S- stir of echoes is a spooky movie so i did not expect you to watch it Uh, but i do i do recommend like it's not that bad and there's some gross out stuff at the beginning unfortunately i watched it with dan and he like kind of left after the first couple gross out things he's like why has it got to be so gross (laughs) but uh but it's essentially a film he plays a blue collar working class guy in chicago uh his accents may be a little iffy but i don't really know anybody from chicago so i'll give it to him um (laughs) and him and his wife, played by the completely un- underrated Katherine Irby, who I love. Um, they they like live in this house, and clearly their kid is already having like some psychic dalliances uh, with some spookiness that's going on. Um, her sister, played by also the amazingly uh, underrated Ileana Douglas, who's oh, another we love. Her. We uh, love love her. She's like a little witchy and she's into new agey stuff and she decides Shoe shops a
0: hot topic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, she's maybe a lesbian. There's like there's like hints mm, of it, but like love that. um she's at least open. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she hypnotizes him at a party and she leaves the the suggestion in his head that he should be more open.
3: <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> What? What? Wow, what? Are
1: you okay? You were faking it. That you, you yeah, was to
3: be the weirdest it. goddamn thing I've seen in my he, life. He Congratulations,
1: her. Tom. You're one of the lucky 8%. Oh,
3: you still have tears on good. your oh, cheeks. God. What the
1: hell did she do to me? Christ, I'm thirsty.
0: Wait, wait what, what do you mean? What 8%? Well,
1: I mean, there's nice. only 8% of the population that's like
2: highly hypnotizable. I mean, almost anybody can go under a little, but not oh, way no. under, you know, so, not yeah. freaky under like he did. How's your hand? What do you mean? Dude, I stuck a safety pin in your hand and asked you to bleed on one side, but not the other.
3: Which I can't believe you did.
2: You you were very cooperative. It was a side of you I hadn't seen before. That
1: happened. And suddenly he starts having psychic visions in his house of a dead girl. Um, And the movie becomes, from there, I mean, like I said, a little spooky, but from there, really, it becomes a mystery of trying to figure out, like, why this girl is appearing to him, how she died, and, like, like basically helping her move on. And I think this movie, for a horror movie, has a lot of heart. Um, There's some really effective scares, uh, mostly towards the beginning, but I think for the most part, it's really about character. I think what's great about Kevin Bacon's performance in it is that he is playing this sort of every man thrust into this very strange situation. Um, but it, it doesn't feel. Like he, he knows. he kn- It's not one of those things where like. I find often in these movies where somebody is thrust into this this world. this Of something they don't know. They're like. Well you know I've got to fight against it or not. But he gives into it. And, and it's so well played and so well thought out. And you can see, like, he's clearly making choices as a film. And I'm not saying, like, you're, you're seeing the acting choices, but you know that there's, like, reasoning behind everything he's doing. Um, I really like his chemistry with both Catherine Irby and Ileana Douglas. I think the mystery is really interesting. Now, um, like, tr- trigger warning, there's some sexual violence in this movie. Um, uh, but uh, Jennifer Morrison uh, from house plays the ghost in the movie. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really well shot and plotted and it does, it has a a little bit of that. Like it's, it's so funny that you said the like, um, new metalness of mm-hmm. oh. of hollow man. This is 99. And okay. so it's like heading that direction, but it has that, like that right on the edge. And the, the biggest crime of anything is, um, this movie, as I mentioned, came out, in 99 um, August 10th of 99 six cents comes out. This movie comes out September 10th. I couldn't find a single review of this movie that didn't mention the Sixth Sense, And so it was just kneecapped, even though the story goes back much longer because it's based on a Matheson novel from the fifties. So yeah, I don't know. I, I really enjoy this movie. Like I said, it's not going to win our poll. I don't care, but I, I, you know, if you have the chance to, to watch it, it's very good and and holds up. And also the hypnotism sequences are really amazing. Like they decided to show you what he's experiencing during the hypnotism. And they are they are shockingly good for what could be a very cheesy, boring effect.
0: I was very like if I had, you know, one more day, I would have watched Sturb It was like the one horror thing that I was like considering because I have heard him talk about how much he enjoyed making this movie and how shitty it was that it came out after Sixth Sense he said that he knew they they were like we knew that Sixth Sense was coming out um, and we tried to like you know rush and get it out before or you know whatever um, but that the marketing and whatever they just didn't go fuck yeah Um, so uh, good pick my pick um, is 1991's Pirates
1: (laughs) Um, I I did watch this by the way I, I did see this so
0: I just think, so Pirates, like we mentioned earlier, is, um, a kind of bizarre, um, romantic comedy, um, but kind of like also satire essentially, um, of, of romantic comedies where he is, um, they're both like artists aren't they yeah he, he's yeah. A, he's an artist who's a photographer and he's just like at a, at a club with his good friend and um sees Kira Cedric across the hall and um they immediately have this like really carnal attraction to each other and they both are just like turned up to 11s and just like really kind of rambunctious they're young they're beautiful they're full of energy and what I love about this movie is that like they match each other note for note on energy and like on the sexual wants and needs. It's not like he's so crazy for her and she's like, no, and it's not her being like a prude either. She wants to fuck. Like they are both just like I mean, and and they were married by this time. So maybe it's just like the effect of them knowing each other that well and having this like intense love for each other. But like, it's just so fun seeing them play, um, and and the movies just the fire and and like the movie has like this really great kind of like B movie thing running through it where all the when the fires happen like they cut to like buildings burning down and like fresh right. cities being fled.
1: Well, it, it begins with the. It's funny that we both chose Chicago movies. It begins with like the Great Chicago Fire. It ends with the Great Chicago Fire. It's a it's very um uh, '90s independent. Like it's yes. got like the. The interstitial titles and whatnot, yeah. and and there's a lot of direct address to the camera between them. You
2: want
3: to talk about good sex, Liam?
2: She had visions. <laughs> visions. You'd you fuck, Joan of Arc. <laughs> and and you 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 come again and again, just over and over until you think. This is it. I mean, I'm I'm never going to come again, not in this life. (laughs) And then then you're you're coming again.
3: No, no, no. This was not fucking... This was transcendent, physical immersion. But you're
1: right. Their chemistry... I mean, it it always is. But, like, that movie, it's really off the charts. Even even when they're, like, fighting and they're Mm -hmm. like, we should see other people and, like... Yeah. yeah.
0: And, And so the movie, like, they... They take all these precautions. There's a lot of great jokes about like we turn off the gas when we have sex and like we make sure like, you know, there's we have fire extinguishers around. Like it's really funny. Um, But then this idea like that there is inherent danger when it comes to love, like there is going to be danger. People are going to get hurt, including yourselves. And this idea of like, you know, in the end, do you walk away and like to not be hurt and to not like, you know, get burned or do you say fuck it and you watch the world burn together and it's just like, Oh, like it's, <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but like this movie sticks to landing, like all those interstitials and them like direct dressing the camera and the audience are so good because it's, it's so stylish the way that they look, the way that they're dressed. um, And, and their friends who are like, God, they fucking, they can't live without each other. they like, their whole yeah. world is consumed and it's so crazy. And his art, At times suffers for it, and then other times it's better for it. And it's, uh, I just think it's like the most interesting and um, fun kind of spin take on a rom com, mashed up with this weird B movie that uh you know, and and he is exuding that footloose charm that we love, but then combining that with like the character actor weirdness of these um, smaller parts that he takes and you get this movie. And I, I I don't think it's a, a, I don't, I don't know that this movie is a small movie. Like literally the Wikipedia and IMDb page for both for this movie is nothing like it's bare bones. I don't know how this movie was made of where it was made. It's directed by Noah Stern. Um, There's, there's, there's no dramaturgy about this movie anywhere, but I, uh, I think it's telling because a lot of, I think, Kevin Bacon's best roles in movies are tiny little things that um, a lot of people have not seen. Um, but, Absolutely. And this one is just, like, fun, 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 and uh, him really utilizing um, those hips and those lips, honey.
1: I don't know if I liked it as much as you, but I'm very happy you picked it. Does that make sense? Like, that? Like I think I think it's a worthwhile... And it's and it's good to like push people to because it's not first of all it's not an easy find no um but we both did find it so you can find it
0: DM me uh, if you want it
1: <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but I I don't know I yeah good good pick yeah
0: I'm a cinephile Gavin
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: fuck off
1: <laughs> uh but was there anything else that you saw that you particularly liked um uh,
0: I think uh the woodsman if you are yeah able to get through it is very good. Um, Colin Firth said it was the, some, the best acting of the last decade and the 2010s. Um, he was asked by the New York times magazine and he like, I don't know, or pulled out Kevin Bacon and the woodsman. Um, uh, and I think the subject matter is really tough. He's talked about how nothing scares him though. No roles scare him. He's like, he's not worried about, you know, what people think of him. And um, I think that obviously shines through in this movie. Um, But the movie also is like populated with a bunch of interesting choices. Like, so Kira's in it, but also Eve is in it. Um, Benjamin Bratt's in it. Um, It's yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't want to say too much about it. Um, I think if you want to see a complicated movie that um, is tackling maybe one of the most complicated and horrific subject matters that there is. um, And, and, kind of sticks to landing. I don't, you know, um, I, I can't recommend that movie enough. I think taking chance is really good. He's very good in it. I was definitely weeping my fucking face off, um, in, in the living room when I was watching that. Um, and and then, you know, like you can't be mad at footloose.
1: Yeah. I was good. I was going to say, obviously we talked about footloose and if you want to listen to our Christopher guest episode, we talked about the big picture a lot Mm -hmm. and I still really think it's, it's worthwhile for people to see. um, i if you want to see a really good performance in a really terrible movie criminal law he's very good in um it's it's um the first gary oldman with an american accent movie um and he's like a he kevin bacon's like a serial killer and gary oldman's his like corrupt lawyer that he like tries to invite into his world of serial killing
0: for just like silly fun watches, I think you have to do like the trifecta of Footloose, X-Men First Class, and Tremors. Tremors, like, yep. It's just like pure popcorn fare that is uh easy watching, like perfect for you know, friends are over. And like, do you if you do you want to see Reba like fucking shoot a, a giant gun into a sandworm? You know, I, she, I got the movie for you, honey. <laughs> she
1: doesn't do a lot of films, and that was basically her one chance, and fancy did not let us down. No, 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 no. Uh, but, uh, my last one that I, I do want to, to mention is, uh, a little film he did in 1997 called Telling Lies in America. Uh, it's with Brad Renfro and it's a shame that Brad Renfro is no longer with us because I don't think he's amazing in this movie, but I do think there's shades of like a really good actor. Um, but you know, this is a film in which, uh, Kevin Bacon, once again, it's like, He's not the lead, but he's the secondary lead. And he's this, this con man radio host named Billy magic. This is a role John Candy really wanted. And his, his uh, agent talked him out of it. And I don't know why, hmm. but he's, he's this like really slick, really like scam artist um, who like takes Brad Renfro, who's, uh, you know, emigrated as a child from Hungary, whose mother died, um, in, uh, the immigration camps. Um, and he like takes him under his wing and it's a shockingly tender film from the writer of showgirls, Joe Esterhouse. No way. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I really, I really like this movie. And I think Kevin Bacon captures the, that, um, that early, that late fifties, early sixties, uh, era really well. Um, especially when he's playing it's such a creep. You
3: want a job, Slick?
2: I got a job. I work at the West Side Market every night.
3: Oh, okay, never
2: mind. You like
0: what kind of job?
2: Help me out down the station. Afternoons, after school, record hops on weekends. $100 a week, more sometimes.
3: $100 a week? More sometimes.
2: Why
3: do you want me to do I don't know. I feel bad about the way I gave you a hard time before. I didn't mean to.
1: Also, uh, very young Jonathan Reese Myers for like a scene and very young Callista Flockhart the same year Ally McBeal started. Wow. So they, yeah, but once again, nobody saw this movie, so it doesn't, doesn't really matter. But yeah, Telling lies in America. I, I would go to bat for that.
0: Um, I guess that wraps it up. Should we do our mixed reviews
1: review? Absolutely. My one-star review was 2013's R.I.P.D.
0: My one-star review was 1988's She's Having a Baby.
1: And my five-star review was 1999's Stir of Echoes.
0: My five-star review is 1991's
1: Pirates. All right, let's get to that. Fast forward.
0: Gavin, I love that we both picked these movies that no one has seen. No, <laughs> and we will flop in the poll. I have not won a poll in ten thousand years.
1: Uh, I thought you won one recently, but maybe I'm wrong. As you mentioned, up at top, uh, he has a movie out right now. It's on demand. Yes, uh, if you if you demand it, um, I <laughs> I saw. It's called You Should Have Left. It's not my favorite. You and um, you should have left. Yeah, and I should have left. Probably in the middle. I don't think he's bad in it. Um, I know it. It was the like the movie was super controversial because a, the trailer gives everything away. And let me tell you, the trailer gives everything away. There are no surprises in this film. Um, and also he's playing a man married to Amanda Seyfried and people are like, Ooh, age difference. But like, that's yeah. part of the plot. So um, yeah, cause he's like been married before and his wife died mysteriously and she's his new wife. And <laughs> yeah, um, it's not, good <laughs> but
0: there you have but it hey
1: but <laughs> yeah. at least
0: he has his show city on a hill
1: yes which, i think it's on stars is that right showtime yes and it's uh it's co-created by ben affleck mm. um, and unfortunately the other co-creator uh a man from boston who's friends with ben affleck apparently said some really shitty things and was demoted from showrunner wow. um yeah <laughs> uh but yeah the uh that is still going. I think it's entering its second season. Right. Um, I don't watch
0: shows like that. So goodbye to yeah, you. Yeah,
1: that's not really in my wheelhouse either. I don't it's like really... I'm
0: busy watching Cora again. I can't what? just watch straight men be cops or whatever.
1: Well, that I mean, the other thing is, is it's like it's Boston investigating a string of bank robberies. And I was like. Ben Affleck girl, you made this movie. I know you made made this film enough, but, but genuinely like there, there's nothing listed coming up for Kevin Bacon. Right.
0: Um, what I love though, is that he fully, him and Kira for the longest time resisted moving to LA. They were New Yorkers through and through. Um, and I love that about them. I, I love that they both came up through the, the theater, the stage, and I love that so much. Um, I think he's given interviews where he's like, you know, when you're in LA, it's like, you're either, you either have a great movie and people love you or like, you're there in a flop and no one wants to talk to you. Like, it's very right. just like focused on the work. And he, so he, they, they raised their kids in um, New York, but they finally did, you know, um, they bought a place in LA where they, because of so much of like shooting, I guess is happening out there for the shows. Um, but yeah, I think it, for me thinking about, Kevin Bacon in the future, it's like he's truly able. To, he's one of, like, again. He's one of those rare actors where he can do whatever he wants. Um and but also like he's actually not just doing like whatever you want. As in like, oh, I'm gonna do whatever Oscar bait shit I want. It's literally right. I'm gonna make the tiniest little movie that like no one's gonna see. Um, but I want to do it because I want to do it. Um, and 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 on top of that, he's gonna like put money behind it. He's an executive producer it. He's going to you know. Involve people who he really likes and cares about, like you know, um, whether Kira is in it or not, or it's going to be people that he's worked with before. He he seems like he's totally in control of his career, and he has been for a while. And I think after that kind of like identity crisis in the '80s and '90s, he has found this freedom and like breaking free from expectations of being the leading man. Um, and he's found his niche in like this really beautiful long career that's been, it's so random and crazy, you know um, there are movies that are huge flops that, you know, are very good. And then there are movies that are huge successes that people give less critical praise to. And, you know, I think he, he again has that humility of being like, you know what? No, I've never been Oscar nominated and maybe I never will, but I am doing the work and I'm going to do what I want to do.
1: And, and I think the other thing is in counterpoint to what he says, you know, cause he doesn't really consider himself like a movie star, but I think you can still sell a movie on Kevin Bacon. I think the fact that uh, you should have left came out to digital wasn't, it wasn't just because they were like, Hey, this movie was going to come out. So we need to dump it to digital. There's plenty of movies that are coming out that way. I think it was like, Oh, his name carries we can put this movie out and it will still make some money. I I don't have the numbers as to how well it did or how well it didn't do, but you're right. And I I think that's what it is too, is I think he is still, you know, for all the jokes and all the like, oh, he's in everything. I think his name still carries an um, amount of weight that would get people to do it. Even if he hasn't really done the leading man thing in a long time. And I'll be honest, I kind of like when he's in a horror movie uh, sometimes he's bad and sometimes he's good, but I uh, he brings such an earthiness to it. Uh, when he looks scared, he looks fucking scared, and when <laughs> he's being cruel, he seems like he's the worst person alive. Yeah, he so, scares me.
0: He like it is in Hollow
1: Man. I am scared of him. He is yeah. a fucking creepazoid. He he scared people so much that they had an ASPCA representative on the set to make sure that no animals were hurt, and the ASPCA still put in an investigation to the scene where he kills the dog yeah. and so they had to show them the raw footage of him picking up the dog handing it to a pa taking the fake dog hitting the dog against the wall so-
0: <laughs> it's i mean and, and and like you said it's that thing of like he's able to use his charm for good and evil it's yeah. just like this very tight wire that he walks and um it's so comforting and beautiful when he is um, good. And then it is fucking freaky, freaky, freaky Friday when he decides to, like, I don't know, cut your face off. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I would love to see him, um, you know, I wonder if he ever thinks about, like, theater anymore.
1: I was just thinking that, too, because one of the things we didn't mention, I mean, you mentioned the theater stuff at top. But like he was in Teresa Raybeck's first play, Spike oh, Heels. Wow. Um, and, and I would, lo- I would love to see him reunite with her on something too, because she's still just as fucking sharp. I, I love, well, <laughs> I mean, she did great smash, but I loved Bernhardt Hamlet. Um, and you know, I'd love for him to reteam with her on something like that and see him on stage because I'm sure, I mean, that's one of the things. If the cameras can capture that charisma, honey, yeah. live yeah
0: yeah i mean he just has he just has presence you know and that's just like and that's maybe like the x factor of being a star and he has it um in spades and he still's got he still has that fucking feathered hair um
1: (laughs) he does i i also love and this is just a sidebar and maybe i'll cut it out but the how you mentioned they they're such new yorkers you know, I saw a couple interviews with him where they start off with, like, him just walking in public and people just coming up to take a selfie with him. And he's like, you know what? Like, being a celebrity is not so bad. Yeah, he loves it.
0: He, he tells a story often where he's like, he went incognito in L.A. and he hated it. He yeah. Was, he was like, no, I want people to recognize me. I want to give out autographs and, like, be recognized by fans. Like, he is so fucking chill. And, again he said he wanted to be a celebrity and famous and it happened and he is not going to like cry about it. He's not going to the celebrity that's gonna be like, Oh no. But on, on the flip of that, him and Kira Sedgwick are like been together forever, have um, a wonderful family. And all this to say, I don't think that they're like out there looking for paparazzi doing outrageous things. They're like no, so painfully normal. He just enjoys the work.
1: I I I've thought about that. I was like, I wonder if going to dinner, like going to like a dinner at Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick's house would be so chill and so normal mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that that would just impress the, the crap
2: out of me, you know? But, yeah.
1: Yeah. Ugh. We love Kevin Bacon. We do. And this was a lot of fun.
2: Often what you hear from celebrities is that it's such a pain in the ass, you know, oh, I can't go anywhere. And... Uh, you know, people hassle me and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, yeah, there is a certain amount of that is, it's true. But 99% of it is really good. There's no secret to longevity. Longevity is the secret. If you just hang in there, I think. Yeah. Sooner or later, somebody goes, yeah, you know, I always liked that guy. <laughs> Even if you suck. <laughs> I think that wraps up our Kevin Bacon episode. We did
1: it. We did do it. And if you want to contact us online, there's a myriad of ways if you want to get in on the Kevin Bacon action. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at, at the You can find us on Facebook, just type in the mixed reviews. You can email us at reviewsmixed at gmail.com.
0: We're also on Instagram, the underscore mixed underscore reviews.
1: Also, we are available on almost every podcasting app: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify uh amazon google anything that you want and if you do listen to us on apple podcasts feel free to stop by leave us a five star rating and give us a little review we'll read it on the show
0: yeah i want everyone to um message us on twitter or instagram or whatever and let us know what's your favorite movie that has kevin bacon's butt in it or (laughs) more than his butt whatever Um, also can
1: you connect yourself to him not just
0: his mm. butt. Oh. oh, I could connect myself to his butt. Oh, I could.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even compose myself. I'm blushing. Um, yeah, that wraps up another amazing episode. And we will be back in two weeks with another fresh subject for you with our 76th episode. Yes. Ooh, we're getting up there.
0: Thank you, everyone. And um, yeah, see you next time. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Now I gotta cut it foot loose, kick off your Sunday shoes. Please, Louise, yeah, yeah. pull me off of my
3: knees, baby. Jack, get back, get back, come on, before we crack. Loose your blues, yeah. Everybody, cut
2: foot loose. First, you got to turn it around. Second, put your feet on the ground now.